Yeah, you know what time it is. It's the Last Call podcast with Chris Michaels. It is Lupercalia. That's right. It's Valentine's Day. So you should be up necking on your baby and doing all kinds of nasty, horrible things to each other that you only are supposed to perform behind closed doors. Unless you're into a bit of exhibitionism, then feel free to do whatever. Just don't do it in front of me. For anybody that doesn't know what Lupercalia is, goes back to ancient Rome, ancient Greece, where they basically pay homage to... Pan, the goat god. It depends upon what image of Pan you see, but Pan is generally, uh, well, it is reserved for people that do not know how to control their humors. So they let their animal instincts go to the fore whilst their spiritual and mental faculties go to the aft. Why is that important? Because it just represents everybody going ham on each other. Pan, if you don't know what he is, legs of a goat, plays the pan flute, and has the upper torso of a man, and also has goat horns. So the references there go out to Kingdom Come. We all can picture what that's about. But the actual ritual itself is a little bit odd. They did was they sacrificed a male goat and a dog, and then they did it at the behest of Jupiter's chief priest. So, oh my God, the occult symbolism in that is just off the charts. You're sacrificing a goat, which probably is more representative of the astrological sign of, uh, what are we talking about? Capricorn, right? Not necessarily Aries, the ram. We're talking about Capricorn, the what? What is Capricorn? Ah, yes, the sea goat. So you have that reference that goes back to Neptune and Atlantis, because Neptune was the king of Atlantis, if you remember your Atlantean history. And also dogs, sacrificing dogs, which is representative of the Star Sirius, the Dog Star, which is where the Dogon people claim they've come from. And there are a lot of references all across the planet where mankind is claimed to have come from, specifically in these ancient cultures. I mean, if you look at the Dogon tribe or the Canary Islands, right, the Dogons, they say they come from Sirius. And guess what's in the first three letters of their Dogon tribe name? Oh, D-O-G. And then if you reference uh, the Canary Islands, which they don't exist too far away from the Dogon tribe in Africa, the Canary Islands are supposed to be the last remnants of Atlantis. Uh, There are a couple of national parks, which you can't get to over on those islands uh, completely. You can go visit them, but you can't get to the nitty-gritty parts. But the Canary Islands are not named after the birds. The Canary Islands are named after canines. They're named after the dogs they found on the island. In other words, the dog star, the dog islands next to the Dogon tribe. Serious, serious, serious. Okay, so ultimately what happened was after all of this sacrifice, the men decided to say, oh, we are just virile right now they covered themselves in blood and all of these skins and they ran counterclockwise against the time of day so so you're talking about counterclockwise right it's nothing nothing 
astronomically complex to comprehend. And they ran around the city and they were just covered and they groped women and women were out there and they were saying, oh my gosh, I'm barren, make me pregnant. Oh my gosh, I'm pregnant, make the delivery go smoothly. Yes, it's just one big, happy orgy. Oh goodness, it must have been fun times. And today we now have Valentine's Day, St. Valentine's Day, which kind of represents just about the same thing. Uh, but we've got news. We've got a new happy couple in the public sphere. That's right. None other than Huma Abedin and Alex Soros are now doting partners. So a little reference, Alex Soros, skinny shrunken-shouldered reprobate, uh, grandson or son of George Soros, I don't remember anymore. Uh, so he's out there taking the reins from old George, and he is now the new face of Bolshevism all across the planet. Bolshevism or fascism, depending upon what country you're in uh, and what policy you're referencing. So Alex Soros is there. If you ever listen to him speak, he's got these big, thick glasses He's just this little shrunken pipsqueak kind of person, can't get the words out of his mouth, stumbles over everything. And then there is Huma Abedin. Huma Abedin is Hillary Clinton's number one gal pal. She has been rumored to have relationships with Hillary Clinton. Nobody knows how Huma Abedin got to the lofty positions within the State Department when Hillary Clinton was the head of it. Except Miss Clinton, and there were tons of rumors of them having relationships. She was also the ex-wife of Anthony Weiner. Anthony Weiner had the laptop from hell, where anybody that viewed that laptop from the New York Police Department miraculously committed suicide. I wonder what kind of items were on said laptop. So now you get the kind of power-brokering relationship in Huma Abedin and Alex Soros. You're talking about a power marriage. That's all this is. And Huma Abedin also has ties to the Muslim Brotherhood, I think, and all that stuff, if I'm remembering correctly. I haven't done a dig on Huma Abedin in a couple of years. So let's go one step further. There's a picture of the two on a date in Paris. Oh, my God. There are roses on the table. They probably just ate or maybe they're just ordering. And they just look so mediocre. Alex Soros. Looks like he just punched his virginity card at 38 years old. He's beaming, he's smiling ear to ear. Oh my God, so happy. Got my arm around Huma Abedin. And Huma Abedin, she's got the very, very typical liberal female smile of kind of not pursing your lips, but pursing your cheeks, you know, where your lips meet your cheeks. And it almost looks like a frown, but the lips don't actually form a smile. It's just like, oh, yeah, I'm here. Thanks for taking the picture. So it really looks like she's going, I finally got the money. And, oh, look at this guy, 10 years my junior. I can teach him a few things or so, but I'm going to toss him aside at the soonest possible moment when I'm finished doing whatever I'm supposedly doing. 
not going to last, in my humble opinion. Or if it is, it will be another D.C. open relationship where everybody does everything to everyone and nobody is the wiser unless there is some kind of leak and somebody needs to get kicked out of the way. But... But moving right along, Wall Street and Hollywood, they are backing up Joseph Biden more than anyone on the planet because they just love old Joe. Whenever he sniffs a girl, an angel gets his wings. And they have the Biden campaign. uh, As soon as they entered 2024, per the Epic Times, they've got $100 million on hand to blow. Now, the last presidential election, the last two, I should say, The spend for that kind of campaign was well into the billions of dollars. So $100 million, nice, but you're probably just about 10% there, maybe a little bit less. So you've got a little ways to go, old Joe. And of course, he's got all of the super PACs giving money. He's got a couple of those, but the people that are funding this kind of operation— James Simons, Jim Simons, he was the head of Renaissance Technologies, if you know your Northeast Coast and hedge fund history. Jim Simons, former professor at Stony Brook University, decided to open up a hedge fund, one of the most, if not the most, successful hedge fund on the planet with its medallion funds, and they all employ... People right out of college, they don't want anybody to come from Wall Street. They want eggheads. They want nerds. Jim Simons, huge, huge donor, already dumped in $2.5 million. Now, interesting little sidebar about Renaissance Technologies. The last CEO, not the current one, so you had Jim Simons. Then you had somebody by the name of Robert Mercer. Yes, Robert Mercer for all of the Republicans out there. That is the guy that basically backs up uh, Bannon over at the War Room and was a major contributor to Trump. Now, here's a little story that has gotten buried A few years ago, it was Mr. Mercer that was caught basically enforcing indentured servitude on illegals in his own home, and he got nabbed. Very tough story to find. I did a quick search for it. I didn't find it. It must have been scrubbed. But that story is reported. So he's now, you know, he's not as pure as the wind-driven snow as many of the Republicans and Trumpers would like to believe. So James Simons, huge, huge egghead. He's out there. Then you've got another stooge. Uh, Chicago media mogul Fred Achner. I, I don't even know how to pronounce that name. Achner, E-Y-C-H-A-N-E-R. He looks like a douche and so does his name. Then you've got Jeffrey Katzenberg, big st- idiot from Disney and Paramount. You know, the kind of individual that likes to sneak in DEI and woke concepts into your children's cartoons he's dumping another million dollars into the biden fund and then you've got the laborers international union of north america why doesn't that sound very communistic or bolshevik yes it kind of does then there's deborah simon deborah simon no relation to james simons is 
the heir, daughter of Simon Property Group. So if you've got a mall near you, it is this group that probably owns the mall. These people are enormously wealthy. She is for Joseph Biden. Who else? Well, George Soros. Big shocker there. Then you've got Steven Spielbergo. He just loves Biden. Donated more than 900 grand. Ah, and finally, we've got Laureen Powell Jobs. That's right. None other than Miss Jobs, widow of Steve Jobs from Apple and gal pal of Ghislaine Maxwell of Jeffrey Epstein fame. Yes, you can look up that little photo. Two gals just hanging out in their bikinis talking about God knows what. That is the type of person Miss Jobs is or Ms. Jobs is. So, yes, you've got all of these degenerates funding Biden as much as they possibly can, knowing full well that Joseph Biden probably doesn't have too much longer to go. He's long in the tooth, he's old hat, and he has got to go because we are realizing, actually we aren't, the normies are realizing that he doesn't have the mental capacity to do, well, anything. It is impossible for this guy to last another four years, never mind another 10 months. Ain't going to happen. I don't care how they do it. I don't care what excuse they're going to give. It ain't going to happen. And to reinforce his election campaign, Biden is now not funding the U.S. Immigration and Customs Enforcement. Uh, Well, what is he doing? Being that he's not funding it, what does that mean? It means that ICE has to release thousands of immigrants it's it's detaining. Why? My goodness, what are the odds of that? $700 million budget shortfall, but we can somehow find... 75 to 80 billion dollars to fund neo-nazis in the ukraine or lunatics in israel just leveling the place uh, or the taiwan where we're getting involved in overthrowing local political figures to maintain the semiconductor industry over there so that china doesn't get its hands on it yes we've got plenty of money for all of those things but we mustn't dare protect the united states we mustn't secure the border and we certainly must mustn't keep those detained for too much longer. They need to vote in November. They need to get to those polling stations. They need to vote early and vote often. So that is what is going on here. I mean, it is just a travesty of what the United States has become because there is no what, nowhere in our history's past where something like this is so blatant and the agencies and the executive branch just do nothing about it. If they want the funding, they've got to go to Congress. But Congress is just as equally compromised as the executive branch or or any other agency you can think of. That's the real problem here. So they know that their number is up, especially since they're trying to push, they being the Democrats, push a 75 to $80 billion bill to get more money to the Ukraine, which, by the way, the majority of that cash is going to the neo-Nazis in the Ukraine. I think around $60 billion of that $80 billion is going in that direction. So there's a lot of resistance to that. Not resistance in Congress. Not resistance upon the senator's part. They passed that bill overwhelmingly. It now has to go to the House. 
A lot of House members are very, very open to funding a war in the Ukraine, but their constituents don't like that idea. Don't worry, everybody. The Biden administration has got you covered. What is coming out of the woodwork? You had Jake Sullivan. He is saying, oh, shh, we've got some super secret knowledge and intelligence that we're going to release, but don't tell anybody just yet it's very 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 damaging we'll come out with it but don't go too far with it now there's a threat just beyond the horizon the barbarians are at the gates except the gates are well off in the distance to the point where we can't see so what is this threat everybody is saying what is happening here ah it turns out that just maybe because we'll find out We don't know yet, but we'll find out. They are going to have to deal with nuclear weapons in space. That's right. The dastardly Russians are up to it again. They're putting nuclear weapons in space, and they could destroy United States satellites. They could even create an EMP-style situation and knock out the electrical grid. That's it. No more electric cars, no more electricity, pretty much no more civilization. And the Russians are doing such things. I mean, well, the United States has done such things for years and decades already. It's nonsense. This is more fear porn for the fear addicted. And also, this allows people to say, oh, the only way to stop this is to go after the Russians at their front door. And so that means we're going to have to fund the Ukraine for the foreseeable future. And this bill, this $60 billion going to the Ukraine, this is just the first step. Because we need to stop those Russians from launching satellites. I hope they still allow us to launch satellites from Kazakhstan on their air, uh, their spaceport. Uh, but, but in the meantime, we must stop this right now. Do not think otherwise. Are you serious? Is this what's really going to get the rally around the president vote? Every time you create some kind of crisis, all of the voters and all of the stooges out there in the electorate, they say, oh, we need to get around the president because the president is the one that knows how to see us through this dangerous time. Thank goodness we've got George Bush Jr. through 9-11. Oh, thank God we've got Joseph Biden that sees us through the idiocy going on in the Ukraine, the, the the moronic Uh, Well, we'll go with that term, too. Moronic idiocy going on in the Levant. Oh, we've got Joseph Biden. Well, they have said we're going to release this and we're going to talk to everybody about it. And uh, our allies and the public deserves to know about this intelligence. And that's how important it is. Okay, so here's my problem with that. One, if it is so dangerous, I'm pretty sure that the Biden administration doesn't want that out in the public realm because you would probably create panic and people would be going nuts either in two directions. What the flying F are you doing to protect us? Or you haven't done an effing thing to protect us. We're voting you out. Two dangerous paths to go down. So one, I ain't buying it. Two, 
They said that the allies, our allies, the five eyes, uh, United Kingdom, Canada, New Zealand, Australia, and one other I can never, ever, ever think of. I think it's the United States, actually. Um, we, they need to know. And this information must be given out to everybody on the planet in a public forum so that they can react to the dangerous situation that we are staring at. Okay, the problem with this is that if the allies were truthfully allies, then they already know about this supposed dangerous threat. So I refuse to believe if this threat is so earth-shattering, probably literally, um, they would know about it. So that argument goes out the window. The next thing is that I'm pretty sure this is just another ploy to get people to rally around the president, like I said. Distract the voters from the real issues that are going on here and the true, true nature of Biden's deficiencies because he should not be president. That's probably what's really going on. And also, it is probably a distraction to get people away from the headline where Putin said, I would prefer it if Joseph Biden was the president again. I know what he's doing. He's predictable. He's an old school politician. Donald Trump, on the other hand, is not a politician and he flies by instinct. Joseph Biden does not. Right there, Putin is endorsing Joseph Biden. That is not something that the mainstream media wants you to know about, and it's certainly not anything that Democrats want anybody to know about. So, they're also trying to distract you from the stories that have been coming out, which bombshells, I'll say, okay, it's, it's, it's a detonated device. I won't go so far as to say it's a bombshell. From Michael Schellenberger and his reports on how Russiagate became Russiagate. And they're now talking about the binder that I reviewed, the binder uh, last night, the binder being how Russiagate became Russiagate, and it was Trump's intelligence apparatuses that came up with all of the ties. Or apparati. Is it apparati or apparatuses? I don't know. Or apparatuses. Ah, we'll figure it out later. There's this binder. It has all the dirt on what the Democrats and the Republicans did and how they did it. The CIA supposedly holds it. And the CIA didn't give it up. So that's what they're now finding out, and they're now saying, well, the CIA should give it up because they're guilty. This has nothing to do with, oh, we need to make sure our human intelligence sources are well protected. It, no, no. This is something extremely damning because it points to the fact that more than likely the Democrats in the intelligence agencies and the Bolsheviks in the intelligence agencies, broke the law. They created a situation where they are probably looking at treason or sedition. Notice I didn't say definitively, I said probably. They're looking at sedition. And Trump had the dirt. And the CIA supposedly kept that dirt. 
That's what they're revealing. They don't want you to know that there is a binder out there that connects all of the dots that we instinctively know to be true, that Trump is innocent of the Russiagate nonsense, and it was a violation of law and abuse of power that created the whole hoax to begin with. That's what they want to distract you from. Ooh, okay, I'm done. Next, I will be back tomorrow, uh, as always. End of the week, that's right. So I'll be on um, with Greg Bolden on his podcast to wrap up the week. But we're going to have a very, very interesting person going to talk to us about DMT and the benefits thereof. Going to be a fantastic show, because as some of you know, um, I don't necessarily disagree with the psychonauts out there that say that, uh, well, psychedelics could help people in very, very beneficial ways, far better than anything any drug could do, never mind, uh, you know, alcohol and marijuana. I mean, those things are a lot more dangerous than you think, alcohol and marijuana. So uh, anyway, I'll be back tomorrow. Listen to Greg's podcast over on X. You can watch it live or you can catch it on Friday when he posts it. I'm Chris Michaels. I'll be back tomorrow as always.